GBC Podcasts, local voices on demand. Hello, thanks for listening to the Gibraltar Today podcast. I'm Jonathan Scott. Does your work help your mental health? Could it? On Wednesdays, we look at one topic in depth, and today it's mental health at the workplace. Why? Because it can have a real impact on how you feel and how your team performs, and it can also have a real impact on how you feel at home, not just at work. Glenn Rolfson is a workplace psychotherapist. He's in Gibraltar for a conference organised by Sams. It's happening at the Sunborn on Thursday. The charities Kirsten and Law joined us to discuss how negative gossip can be at work and how positive trust can be. We need to maybe get the definition of what backbiting or gossip is. Uh, and it's uh, really about speaking negatively about the third person who is not present. And uh, I believe that uh, uh, I, did not, I didn't know that it was so much backbiting going on in organizations uh, all over the world. So... Uh, I think this is uh, something important. So yeah, um, you, you've done a, a TED talk about it, um, and 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 it's a very uh, powerful idea because I think it'll resonate with a lot of people um, to to a greater or, or lesser extent. But in almost every workplace, there'll be an element of gossip. Did you hear about that? Or so and so did this? Yes. And it, it may not be negatively meant, but uh, it has a negative effect because it's uh, creating fractionation and some kind of harassment uh, and also bullying. So it's uh, really in, important to speak about it. So so that's really interesting You, you because, uh, as you say, I'm sure a lot of the time it's uh, done uh, in a way that isn't meant with um, malice. But 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 you you think that it's it could be uh, in some respects uh, considered bullying? Yes, because uh, when I backbite, I'm elevating myself while talking other people down, and of course as well, I become it's interesting because I have some information that maybe you don't have. So if I said to you what uh, I saw Kirsten did uh, yesterday, Ooh, it will wh- be interesting. What did she do? Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Not on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's bring you in, Kirsten, because um, uh, as I said before, we sort of uh, d- develop the idea further um, on, on a basic level. Um, gossip is is a part and parcel of a lot of people's lives. No. It doesn't necessarily get shared with malintent. It's just sort of people talking. Yes, absolutely. Um, I mean, from from our perspective, um, I think, and the reason we've we've chosen, um, and we're very lucky for Glenn to agree to come to our conference and speak about this topic, is it was really important for us to um, bring a topic to the conference that would lead to changes. And this topic in particular um, is something that every person can do something with because we all 
you know, may want to share something or say something that, you know, that person might not be in the room. And as you said, it's it's uh, not um, intentionally uh, meant negatively, but it could be. And it means that we're raising awareness of that. And it might make us all, including myself, you know, think every now and again and thinking, oh, should I say that without them being present? Or maybe do I need to speak to that person directly? And so it helps to remove some of the um, undercurrent or the dynamic that can be created through the sort of backbiting and gossiping that that Glenn is referring to. If we're tempted to share some information, but we're not sure whether we should, because now um, we're thinking, oh, could this be considered gossip? Uh, what, what sort of test can we um, run ourselves? Yeah. Uh, maybe we could uh, borrow Socrates, the great philosopher from uh, ancient Greek. Uh, he said uh, you could use a triple filter test. And this triple filter test is uh, actually, it was a, a, is it okay to bring a short story? Of course, yeah. please. Um, in ancient Greece, the great philosopher Socrates met an acquaintance on the street. And he said, Socrates, have you heard the latest news about your friend? And Socrates said, no, but before you tell me this news, I would like you to pass a little test. It's called the triple filter test. So the first test is, is it true? Do you know if it's true? Um, and he he asked his, uh, his acquaintance, uh, do you know what you're going to tell me? Is it true? And he said, no, I don't know. I just heard about it. So I don't know. Okay, Socrates said. Maybe you could uh, pass the next test. It's the filter that is talking about, is it anything good you're going to tell me about my friend? Oh, no, it's not good. On the contrary, he said. Okay, said Socrates. So you could ask the third filter, and is it useful for me? Oh, no, it's not useful. And then Socrates said, okay, you're going to tell me something about my friend. It's not, you know, don't know if it's true. It's not good and it's not useful. So why should I bother to listen? And I think this triple filter test could be some some cue questions that we can ask ourselves. That's that's really interesting. So uh, is it true? Is it good? Is it useful? Yes. And right. if you're not confident on those, then why bother? Yeah. Because often, and this is also important, that it should not be like a silent uh, workplace because people should say what they mean but they should take it up with the person they mean to tell them i was so, going to i was going to say um mm -hmm. because uh, a lot of the times um we're under pressure at work yeah. and and you may feel that um you you need to share this bit of information which is to your knowledge true mm -hmm. but it isn't necessarily good mm -hmm. but you think that it's good overall for your organization maybe not for the individual and if if the idea is to bring some changes it's a good thing but if it's not going to change something maybe you should not say it so so um if it was constructive then it isn't necessarily negative it isn't a, a negative um a, a sort of thing it, it it would if it's true to your knowledge and and you think that it's good overall then uh maybe you can you can have the conversation you can share the story but you try and frame it in a positive way so that it's more about learning the lessons for the organization than 
criticizing the individual. Yeah. And of course, if if we bring in Kirsten again, if Kirsten had talked to you uh, yesterday and you've heard some negative things about me, you will be affected of that while we're talking right now. Yeah, I, 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 it would prejudice my thinking. Yeah, right. Uh, and, and how do we deal with that? Because there's information all around us and we don't always, uh, Kirsten, um, have the, the time or awareness to sort of stop and think, is this true? Is this useful? <laughs> so, so sometimes we can fall into the trap of, of dealing with gossip and, and passing on hearsay without necessarily stopping to, to pass it through that, that filter that, that uh, Glenn told us about. Mm. Yeah, and I, I think that there's always going to be, a, you know, challenges there because um, uh, <laughs> the nature of our being, shall we say. Um, but I think, um, you know, there are moments where we can stop even when we are de- dealing with gossip or when we are dealing with someone sharing something with us that, um, you know, is a, perhaps about a third party and that is just checking in. Um, I think one of the things that, that is sort of um, impacted by this as well is trust. And I think that is really important in, in our organisations, in our teams and the people that we work with, that we don't remove or limit limit the trust that we have. And if we look at something and notice actually how would I feel about this, uh, we might just need to open it up and, and be more transparent and bring some honesty and candor to the table. Mm. And through that we can restore that trust and maintain it. Okay. Do you want to go think as well, it's, it's, it's quite difficult to, to come into a room and people are gossiping and to say, please do not gossip because we are all, all doing that. So uh, should we sit on our high horses and say, you don't want to hear that? Or So we should start with ourselves and just raise awareness, increase awareness of what we're talking about. Yeah, well, I mean, this sort of gossip um, um promise that 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 uh, you've spoken about i'd like to ask you about that and perhaps um uh, challenge workplaces listening to um to to think about doing that and i'm not going to ask you to to elaborate just yet because i wanted uh, to to ask kirsten uh, to to spell out the obvious if if you like um as jib sams you are working uh, your, the charity's mission is to reduce suicides in gibraltar um and and the um the reason for talking about the workplace today is that the workplace is somewhere that we spend a lot of our time and therefore it can be it can have a big impact on how we feel and and on our mental health absolutely absolutely so our our core mission as gypsams is to prevent suicide and our um core offering is our listening service um but obviously, as Gypsams, we've been looking um, more broadly at the impacts um, and, and the reasons why people perhaps get to the point where suicide seems a good option. And and that's why we've reached out and extended our work uh, on the preventative side in the workplaces. As, as you say, Jonathan, um, you know, we spend a lot of time at work. Um, and if things are challenging there, that can have a big impact. Additionally, if we have challenges at home and at work at the same time, then often that just tips the scale. Um, so we want to ensure that organisations are aware of this. And obviously it's in their benefit to have people that are, you know, thriving and doing well. They will ultimately perform at a higher level, which is in the interest of the organisation as okay, well. Okay, good stuff. We go into depth on one topic on Wednesday. And today we're asking, does your work help your mental health? 
What impact does it have? Uh, we're talking about gossip uh, in particular as being a negative thing that can have a negative impact on your work environment. Uh, we're joined by Kirsten Andlow of the charity Jibsams and also by Glenn Rolfson who's here uh, for a, 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 an event organised by Jibsams happening tomorrow at the Sunborn. Let's recap a little. What is backbiting and why is it not a good thing for for the workplace? Uh, backbiting is uh, about talking negatively about the third person who's not there and that could create uh, fractionation in the workplace and uh, of course uh, we could also be afraid that people are talking behind our back and what did they say and how would that impact my other uh, colleagues so uh, we need to increase awareness of uh, are we talking to a person or are we talking about a person and how do we do that? So we also mentioned the fact that sometimes you do need to sort of share information which is good uh, for the organization overall because um, it helps to, to learn. I mean, you need feedback, don't you, to, to be able to, to learn as an organization. It's important for mistakes to be picked up and improved on. Um, uh, and it's about striking the right balance, isn't it, Kirsten? Yeah, I think it's about finding the right balance and the right tone and, and ensuring that the transparency and the trust um, is, is, is kept with that, you know, I think feedback is really important and actually giving honest uh, feedback uh, can contribute to an environment of trust and, and a good working environment. Uh, but it's about how, how do we do that? Um, you know, do we do that in front of everyone? Do we take that person aside? Do we? It really comes down to how the organization operates, what their structures are and how that should be done. But I think from an individual's perspective, it's being mindful of that. It's being mindful mm. of, well, how do I want to receive feedback? How do I want people to speak about me when I'm not in the room? And then, you know... I, I was going to say, because if someone does bring gossip to you, um, inevitably you think, and it is sort of clearly gossip, so it, it's, not, um, it's not possible, shall we say, for the person to know whether the information they're sharing is true. It, it isn't good. Uh, and it, it doesn't necessarily help the organisation to learn, uh, and therefore it's gossip. One of the things that you might think is, well, if they're gossiping about this worker, what are they saying about me when I'm not here? Yeah. That's uh, sort of like a logical follow-up, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And uh, I think also that that uh, when, we, when I come to organization, when there's a lot of gossip going on, it, it is a sign of something. It's a sign of something else. And uh, we should take action and, and uh, again, increase awareness about uh, why we backbite or why we gossip. Okay, mm -hmm. so backbiting is the term that you've been using um, for, for talking about somebody behind their back. Mm -hmm. um, and, and Kirsten, you mentioned the word trust, which I, which I think is really uh, important here. Why is trust so important in the workplace and... Uh, why should trust be in place in order for there uh, to be a, a healthy work environment? 
Well, I, I, I think we all know that if we are in an environment where we feel safe and comfortable and, and we can trust the people around us, we tend to be at our best. Um, but this has also been st- uh, backed up by, by studies and statistics that high-performing organisations, high-performing teams have a very high level of trust or the word that is currently used a lot is psychological safety. Um, and, and with that, obviously, that benefits the organisation, but it also benefits us as individuals because we can bring our full selves and all our talents to the workplace and, and make a difference. Okay, that's that's great. We heard Kirsten there mention um, statistics. Y- your work suggests that uh, companies, organisations that uh, take uh, this idea seriously and look at backbiting, at the extent to which they're uh, gossiping, and maybe uh, even make a promise not to do it and to try and review that regularly, that they suffer less absenteeism mm-hmm. is that correct yeah less sick leave and the uh, productivity will increase and uh, of course the, what kirsten says about trust is is really important to 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 trust uh, our leaders and our leaders should trust us so it's both uh, employer and, and employees yeah and there needs to be, I suppose, a, a culture at work in which it's okay to make mistakes, because otherwise you, you don't move on. You, you, if you're if you're always working within your safe zone, yeah. then you're never taking any risks, yeah. and um, that means that you're you're never really growing and doing anything new. That's true. And think about we have approximately between sixty-five and seventy thousand thoughts in twenty-four hours. Wow. And 50, say that again, 60? 65 to 70,000 thoughts. Not all of us, surely. Oh, it's not <laughs> a big difference between men and women, <laughs> actually. But um, we can also see that 47.5% is about the past or the future. So only 50% of our thoughts is about the here and now. And when we have suffering from a toxic working environment, uh, it is unfinished business. And unfinished business recalls our memory twice as much as finished business. Oh, wow. So this is why it's so important to talk about trust. And that, that sort of resonates, no? If, 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 if there's something uh, that's uh, unresolved, it's more likely, Kirsten, that you'll revisit it when you sort of lie in bed and you think like, oh, I've been feeling really tired, but then you lie down and, and, you, and you start having all of those thoughts that you had during the day, but you haven't quite... Mm, tidied up you some follow-up action perhaps that's required uh, maybe uh, just to um, decide how you feel about it or, or maybe um, you know uh, I, I need to speak to this person tomorrow about this yeah absolutely and and often it can really lead to anxiety or spells of anxiety which obviously then will impact how you show up at work the next day you might be still be anxious and obviously therefore not on your best um if you show up if if you show up at all because obviously if you may have stuff going on at home then that just accumulates and 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 that you know that thought and that cloud in your head might, that might is going on. Might tip you over on. and say, I, "I need a, I need a day off to to sort of process this." Absolutely, absolutely. And and I think coming back to what you said earlier about failure, I think that's really important. And and obviously that it it has also to do with um, your work specifically, um, what kind of work you do. There's probably less room for failure if you're a surgeon than um, when you I don't know uh, working talk on the radio and talk on the radio exactly. <laughs> I make lots of mistakes. It's but, okay. But I it's think okay. but I think. 
think there is a lot that can be done and similar to what what Glenn has said about that promise that as an organization or as teams we can look at what what is our appetite and our margin for failure and how do we handle it because that can really put people at ease of you know if you make a mistake and actually there isn't a life at risk then it's okay I can actually go back and make it right. Yeah, so of course, different work environments um, allow for a greater or lesser amount of risk taking. But in um, environments where the consequences are not the death of a person, um, uh, as you referred to there in, in the case of a surgeon, for example, um, but in a, in a creative environment where, where you need to sort of uh, think about new ways of delivering something or about finding a solution, a creative solution. Why is risk-taking important? Well, because that's where that's where our new ideas come from. That's where our new solutions come from. I think uh, Einstein said it, and I can't quite recall it exactly now, but I think uh, he referred to it as if we're trying to solve a problem from the same point of view that we had before, we can never solve it. And it's a and trying to do that is is insanity because you're never uh. going to get there. So we have to we have to be able to make mistakes. We have to come from a from a fresh place. And actually, making mistakes means that you can try things out. I think Google is a good example. They have a they have an innovation lab called Google Plus, where the whole idea is that you make mistakes, you are asked to fail. And through those failures, through those mistakes, they add to it. So if I make a mistake, my colleague will add to it and perhaps make another failure. And the next person will add to it. And through that, they find extremely innovative solutions. Yeah. And it reduces stress. Yeah. Okay, so we're talking about the impact that um, our work place and um, how comfortable and, and confident we feel there, uh, how much of an impact that can have on our mental health. And uh, we're talking about it because uh, Jib Sams are here, represented by Kirsten Andlaw, uh, and they're organising, um, or they have organised, an event uh, tomorrow at the Sunborn, um, which is looking or, or is developing this idea uh, that we need to think about well-being at work, if you want to frame it positively, and um, uh, and that conference is happening tomorrow. It's sold out, uh, but we're talking about some of the key ideas that hopefully uh, we can use in our own workplaces. Um, we've got um, uh, John, who's reached out to us and says uh, his uh, workplace is very positive for mental health. Uh, John works in. Uh, he's a trainer, and um, and he says that um, the fact that his workplace is so enjoyable means that it has a positive impact on his mental health. Uh, thank you, John, for for getting in touch. But um, we've been focusing a little bit on the on the negative, if you like, on the negative potential negative consequences. But the flip side, as John says, is that um, a good workplace can can make you enjoy life more and feel better. Mm. Yes, it was a, uh, a large survey was carried out in Denmark that was looking for what is the quality of our working life. And they mentioned four uh, aspects. Um, and the first one is our personal quality of life. How is my personal life? That affects my working life quality. And second, the relationships with colleagues and leaders. And the third is mastering works tasks. And the fourth is utility value. So if we don't have a good relations in our workplace, it will affect our mastering work tasks or 
affect our uh, utility value. Then again, will affect our personal quality of life. So it all hangs together with everything. Uh, we've had a, a message from somebody who's asked to remain anonymous, uh, and uh, and she says that uh, she has one colleague at work who uh, is has a significant impact on how. Uh, the rest of the team feels and um, this colleague has what she describes as um, mood swings and sometimes is very positive and lifts everybody up and sometimes is feeling a little bit negative and, and tends to to bring people down uh, and and again that just speaks to this idea that uh, when we come to work we are a team and and we can lift each other up or pull each other down mm-hmm. um uh, Kirsten, you look, you work with um, with different organisations, um, uh, executives, and and leaders, and you coach them. How how can you sort of encourage organisations and leaders to uh, foster this good atmosphere at work? Hmm. I, I I think there is there's many different ways uh, that that can be approached. I think coming back to trust and creating a space for psychological safety is really important. Um, and there is obviously uh, one really important aspect is the leader, and and leadership really sets the tone. However, that doesn't mean that the rest of the organization or the team is off the hook. And I think it's really important that as a team, we also look at how do we hold each other accountable? How do we raise challenges and issues with each other so that we can address this? Because in this example, maybe this person might not be aware of her impact on the people around her. And if if this person would know, they may try and make some changes or may even ask the team for help and say actually you know what i need from you is xyz and it might be a very simple solution if only we can find a way of opening up but i think glenn might have also a few ideas around it yeah i think it's really important what you say about leadership and and who is actually responsible for our work environment if we say that everybody is responsible uh it's like uh, saying to all my four four children could could you t- could you clean the table after dinner? And they say yes. And it's a diversity of responsibilities. So it's really important to say that you have a responsibility to your working environment. It's not only the leaders. It's not we, but it's you. Okay, and just uh, to, to finish off, uh, Kirsten, if we can bring this back to Jibsams, um, the reason that you've organized this uh talk tomorrow this um conference at the sunborn uh, focusing on well-being at the workplaces that we spend so much time at work and it can have such a big impact on how we feel and ultimately the charity uh, your mission is to minimize the number of suicides Absolutely, absolutely. And the conference is one way to um, help organizations, support organizations to support their people to not even get to that point where that might be an option that they that they consider. Okay, well, we wish you the best of luck for tomorrow's event and congratulations once again on it being sold out. Uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you, Kirsten Andlow and Glenn Rolfson. Thank, Thank you. you for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for listening to those highlights from Gibraltar today. I'm Kelly M. Borge, the show's producer. We're live on Radio Gibraltar Monday to Friday from 1 to 2, getting behind the headlines. And you can catch up here whenever you like. Until next time, have a good one. GBC Podcasts. 
Local Voices On Demand.